Okay, welcome to Aaron calling a podcast with two Aarons talking about music. Oh, we are here. And it is time to talk. You have a sexy, sick voice. Yes, I have a slightly stopped up nose, which has made (laughs) my throat raw, raw, (laughs) red and raw. You've got the... The Stallone, um, I'm coming to get you. Yeah, you, you got like that. Uh, haven't had enough coffee yet, right? Voice, like, but still at uh, like eight o'clock at night. Yeah, while I'm drinking decaf, like a complete moron. <laughs> so it's like the exact uh, okay. So this week, I've no, I know. No, I know. Uh, so this week, uh, I've actually, I'm in. A, I'm just gonna be honest with you. I've lost count. I don't know what episode we're on anymore. I want to say 15, but I, I didn't do the <clears throat> two two seconds it would take to research it. So uh, right, we're winging it here. We're 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 there. completely winging it. But uh, yeah. uh, we're gonna do our usual uh, what we bought. But I think we'll keep it down to about five each, and then. Um, yep. I think we're going to talk uh, stereo gear and uh, kind of um, what good stereo gear has meant to us in yes. terms of our collecting records. And I have a few tips on, uh, you know, for people that are getting started that don't want to spend too, too much right money, which uh, that that flew out the door for me years ago. So, uh, <laughs> But people ask me all the time, and so I kind of got to. A good little uh, string of advice for folks, so we can uh, we can do that um, after our record buys. So nice. Um, but uh, you you go first. You well, okay. let's go back and forth. How about let's go one on one? Sounds we'll, good. We'll spice it up. All right. Okay, um, you go first. Yep. I will. Uh, I'll go ahead and do this sort of cheat that I have woven into my list, um, nice. which is. Only a cheat because I'm real psyched about uh, this trip I made to a new store um, called Books Do Furnish a Room. <laughs> is that really the name? That is really the name. Books, uh, books do, do furnish, furnish a room. Like D O? Yeah. <laughs> books so do funny. furnish a room. Like just imagine. I thought it might be like Books Do Furnish a Room. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Books do furnish, books comma, a room. <laughs> right. Um, so this place is sort of, I, I had read about it, and it I had a really hard time finding it. Um, and then the other day, I just happened to be driving past it and happened to look over and see it. Yeah. Like, physically see it. I was like, oh, that's where that is. Um, so I just, on a whim went i knew they had like comic books and books and you know used music things is what sort of has been listed but uh so i walked in just to see what was shaken and uh walked out with a stack of things the most awesome of which was i got six total art blakey and the jazz messengers records for uh, $24. That's crazy. Yeah, they were $4 a pop. Um, three of them are, by all accounts, from the 70s. They're like that uh, strange blue with the black 
blue note uh logo uh from the from like 73 or so uh there's one that's like from the 80s and there's two that are like from riverside that are i can't tell and i haven't really dug super far down but i didn't care because they're four dollars um and they literally look like somebody played them maybe twice and then just put them away very nicely and they just happen to show up in the store um so uh and a couple of them uh one of them is free for all which you and i both love and adore and uh the other is the other amazing one was uh the freedom rider which uh vinyl me please just reissued for mm-hmm. like 50 something bucks <laughs> i mean it's, it's something great whatever i think it was one of their records of the month like if you didn't join and tried to buy it somewhere else like 50 bucks yeah and uh i think it's now sold out or sold out super quick um but uh that was uh an amazing find they're all in super great shape i've listened to all of them some of them more than once and just been like wow i can't believe that that actually happened to me (laughs) yeah i'm i'm looking them up online i mean it looks amazing yeah they are they are really great. Um, I don't. I'm assuming somebody just. This is all from one person. I'm assuming uh, somebody like me who really loves Art Blakey's groups. Um, but they are all. I mean, it's all. These are all. It's like free for all. Freedom Rider, uh, Buhaina's Delight. Uh, there's one of the Cafe Bohemia records. And then uh, Kyoto and Caravan. They're all like really uh, great titles and really great bands. And uh, yeah, I was really excited. Awesome. Four bucks a pop. <clears throat> yeah. I definitely want to go uh, go swing by this place next time in there. So it looks yeah. like a deal. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's crazy stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so can I start with a mini rant and then I'll do my records? Because I just thought of my rant and it's really yes. bothering me. Yes, do it. Okay, real quick. There's no such thing. Whenever you and I say real quick, there's no such thing. But here we go. Not a thing. So I'm shopping this weekend um, uh, for records and I get a text from my coworker. Hey, uh, did you know that uh, the store in Germantown has records? And I was like, oh, no. And sends me a picture and it's all these all these boxes full of records. And I was like, whoa. So I sent it to my other two coworkers that we usually go shopping with. I'm like, let's go swing by there on Monday. So we said, great. So we drive into Germantown today. Nice sunny outside. Pay to park, which is annoying. Go right. in. Their records were so offensively priced. I was yelling. <laughs> like they had a copy of Redheaded Stranger for $45. What? And they had a copy of Stardust for $40. <laughs> like, what? I know it was insane. Like I would pull one out. They okay. They had this record that was. They used to make records in the fifties, like when stereo systems were being made. So instead of mono, it was stereo, and they would make these records with like percussion instruments, and it would mm-hmm. pan left to right, right. And right. people loved it. It was such a gimmick. And they're in thrift stores all over the place. Yeah, and one of yep. them was for sale there for twenty five dollars. Like what? They had oh, they had like a virgin for forty five dollars. What? I mean, you're, I was, I actually, I, <laughs> my friends were like, Aaron's getting hot. Uh, I will, <laughs> as we were leaving, none of us bought a thing, but as we were leaving, I said to the lady, I said, 
is this a is this the kind of place where people just like pay for the booths, you know, and right. the booth space? And she said, yeah. And I said, uh, does anyone actually buy records? And she goes, well, the ones on the floor are cheaper. And I said, so no. <laughs> I said, <laughs> I said those are the highest priced records I have ever seen. And I don't. I said, I guess it doesn't matter to you because. You probably get your booth payment every month, but right. maybe pass that along to the person. She was like, "Why well, don't do the pricing?" And I just left. I couldn't. I, I, on principle, I could not not say something. It was insane the money they were asking for records, and even in the boxes they had on the floor that she said were cheaper, they were six dollars each, and those were right. like the bargain bin, like thrift store country records that I find all the time, and not in right. great shape. So there was a T-Rex, <laughs> the slider LP for six bucks yep. down there. And I really thought about getting it, but it looked yeah. it looked really rough. And I thought, I don't even want to get this one, just out of principle. So right. And I mean rant. is that a is that a thing that like they know so given Given, say, the influx of, of, we'll call it new blood in a place like Nashville, that they know, like, people are going to come there and shop anyways. Like That's just... my assumption. My assumption is that it's, like, tourists, you know, that right. are, like, airbnb it in Germantown. And they're like, oh, right. cool. It's a vintage store, so there's other items in there, you know? Yeah. But it's all overpriced, you know? And Crazy. it's like, this is ridiculous. But, I mean, uh, the, the stuff they had in there, I mean, they just had, like... Um, I'm trying to think of another record that they had that I just was like, I can't believe this. Um, <laughs> uh, I think they had a psychedelic fur single for like $15 or something. I mean, it, that when I saw the $45 Madonna and the $40 Stardust, you know, I was, I mean, right. I said, I was, and my friend, my friends that were there, both of them had bought that record for between like $2 and $7, you know? So they were, right. we, we actually just got to where we were just like, look at this. I bought this cheap. I bought this cheap. You know what I mean? So right. Crazy. All right. Yeah. All right. I will save my, I was going to do one at the top, but I'll, I'll save that one since I just want to rant and tell you a story after, after you go. But um, the things that I've gotten recently, and I know you and I both did this, but um, I got the big star, uh, number one and the Radio City uh, reissues from Craft uh, Stacks, which is like Stacks is owned by Craft now. So yeah, um, and uh, I think they were having a sale at Christmas. I think I sent it to you, and like uh, it was like twenty yeah. percent off or something. I mean, it was good pricing, and um, for so I got both of them, and uh, they sound. I think they sound great. Yes, I am very pleased. I haven't made it to uh, Radio City yet, but yeah, um, yeah. Number one was uh, number one. Yeah, it was very good. I have held out for finding great use copies of those for years, and yeah, never have been able to do it. So I just gave up and uh, yeah, got those, and I think they sound great. So nice. Yep. Nice. Um. All right. So my turn. Yeah, do all it. right. Um, in the unknown, unknown records that I just happened to pick up at uh, Carolina Soul uh, category, uh, I bought a record called simply Jimmy and Vela. <laughs> nice. Um, I had nothing. I had no idea. It's on Atlantic. It's from like '72. Scarce is the information about Jimmy and Vela. I know that yep. I think their last name was like, uh, what was it? Cunningham? 
Cameron, sorry, Cameron. Cameron. Jimmy and Vela Cameron. Uh, it is basically like a soulful uh, gospel record. Um, not unlike a, it sounds not unlike a Staples record, but it's a little raw, rawer, rawer. Um, a little more raw, 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 raw. Uh, it's a little, it's, it's great. Like their voices are great. The songs are great. Band is great. Um, just one of those things that like I saw, it's like a DJ promo copy. Um, and it looks like it much like the art Blakey records, like maybe somebody played it once and never touched it again. Um, so, uh, I picked it up and it is really good and i'm glad i did so there you go that's awesome yeah those are always fun yeah um so my uh i've i found a guy selling a batch of records on facebook market uh and he was in my in my little sort of uh not far from me uh in this in the suburbs out here and so I shot him a message and it was a really weird mix of records, but um, the one that he had on top was George Michael's faith. <laughs> and uh, yes, and I was did. like, Oh, I'm just kind of a sucker. And he wanted $30 for, I think it was like seven records. So I thought, well, you know what? I could probably like sell the others and basically pay for like the George Michael, you know? So, yeah. Uh, and in that batch was like, there's a squeeze record, which I'm gonna keep that squeeze record. I forget which one. Yeah. Um, it's not like a, it's not like a amazing one. It's kind of like a later one. Um, yeah. there's like a Huey Lewis in the news for, um, uh, 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 karma. Golly, why am I spacing? Culture Club yeah. record. It's not even the Karma Chameleon one, so I don't even know why I mentioned that one. Right. Um, and then there was like a, it was a, I think it was like Night Ranger and White Snake yeah. album. And uh, I didn't, like, I my friend that, that I work with just bought those from me because I knew he would love them. <laughs> but, but, uh, so I go to this guy. Okay. So the guy says, so I, I hit him up and I'm like, I'll buy these. He's like, great. I'm like, do you have anything else? You know, just kind of like, you know, my my goal this year is to buy a collection. And he's like, uh, well, what are you looking for? And so I threw out some lame names and he said, well, let me check. The wife has them up on eBay. So he sends me a picture of some of the stuff on their eBay store. So I go, I figure out and I go to their eBay store. Well, there's a Hootie and the Blowfish like red record <laughs> on there. And I'm like, it was up for $25 to be bid on and nobody had bid on it. And I was like, hey. <laughs> Uh, would you take 50 for and throw in the hoodie? And um, he said, she won't do any less than 55. So I'm like, okay, I'll take a risk on it, right? So because on eBay, they kept coming up as limited to 1,000. Uh, right. And so I was like, well, you know what? I could probably like sell that off at some point and like, you know, probably eat, eat away at the George Michael anyway. So, uh, so I'm telling my friend, my other friend at work about this. And he was like, I'm on Discogs. There's two versions. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, well, there's like the 1994 red version, the original, the yeah. OG. And then there's a reissue. And I'm like, shut up. And he's like, what if you get the OG? And I'm like, what? So long story <laughs> short, I go to this guy's house. He's outside. I buy the records from him. So I end up spending 55. I get all these records. 
And um, two things real quick. One, as soon as I get in the car, I look up the hoodie and it is the OG, which sells for <laughs> like a hundred bucks and up. So I was like, yes, all the records were like in magnificent condition. It's like none of them had hardly ever been listened to. Right. And uh, then the second thing I was going to say is the guy's telling me when he comes out, he was like, well, the wife's got a lot of records in there. She's just kind of paring them down. She's got about 4,000. I'm like, what? So I'm like, uh, I'm like, why don't you keep me, keep me in the loop? You know what I mean? Like, right. let me know the next time you're going to post some stuff because their eBay listings are really bad. Like she had Madonna yeah. spelled wrong in her listing. Oh yeah. So, so I'm thinking maybe I'm getting good with this guy and like kind of keep buying stuff. But, uh, they posted nine rush records the other day for $45, nine, including like, the original one, including like, the very first one. Like forty five total, for forty five dollars total for, for nine records, nine rush <laughs> records. Uh, what? Nine rush records, including the one that's really hard to find. The first one that sells for like twenty bucks all day long. So yeah. I sent him a message. I said, "Hey, I, I'll pay the forty five. And he he writes me back and he says, "Well, I really think they're going to go for higher than that. I'm going to let it sit, sit at bid, and uh, if they don't, I'll sell them to you for forty. I'm like, what? Well, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. So I was watching it on eBay. Well, they had a make offer thing on there, and so they sold it. So yeah. he, he ended up striking a deal with someone. But I'm like, why didn't you just counter me at like 60 or something? And then I right. could have just bought a bunch of them there. Because I could have easily, I mean, I could have made my money back easy selling those right. off. But <laughs> right. Especially right. right now. But anyway. Yep. So that's my George Michael Faith Hootie and the Blowfish rush story all in one <laughs> and that would be one heck of a dinner conversation i know if I know. all those people were sitting at a table together that'd be great <laughs> rush hootie and the blowfish and george michael that's right that's right okay i'm done you go um next up would be the fabulous the lovely miss grace jones uh Living My Life is the name of the record. You got it. Uh, yes, I got it. Which has track one, side one. My Jamaican Guy <laughs> is, the, is the first song, which became LL Cool J's uh, Doing It Well. Or Doing It. Is it just Doing It? Is that the name of the song? Doing I'm gonna, It? I'm uh, going to... It's just Doing It. I think it's Doing It, right? Because yeah. it goes, Doing It, Doing It, right. Doing It Well. Well, that's doing right. It. Doing it, doing it well. I had for years. You're wondered, welcome for that. Oh, thank you. I had always wondered where that sample came from, and really? I happened upon it the other day. It was somehow this song came on at work, and I was like, "It was like one of those you're like doing some task, and it like <laughs> the lights come on. You're like, oh, that's that song. Yeah. And you're like, oh, it's not just that song. Like they didn't just sample that. Like they just cut and pasted the entire intro." into their world and just looped yeah. it yeah. <laughs> like it's literally that but um so miss grace jones uh her like 80 i think i texted you this like my new fascination is grace jones from like 80 to 83 her like early 80s stuff is like real weird and like tripped out and like there's it's like half dub half like weird euro dance thing before that was a thing um 
and like like uh, Slide Dunbar does a bunch of production on it, and like there's it's like this whole weird Jamaican connection to the whole thing going on. So it's like sort of in that vein of like talking heads world is kind of happening just like that at the time um which i think they were all kind of rubbing elbows anyways but uh it's very cool very ahead of its time and right up my alley so yeah there you go awesome yeah 1982 in the house in the house and it's a weird picture on the yeah it is it's so weird it's like she's cut out of something else yeah, <laughs> I love so it. it's so arty. It's so, um, so uh, I picked up. Um, I have found another little sweet spot in my sort of route of thrift stores, and I found a antique store near me that yes, you did. Uh, has been. I've been there twice, and I've gotten a ton of stuff each time. But the one I'll talk about today is. Uh, I got Loretta Lynn's Fist City, and mm. um, it looked pretty beat up, but I got home, cleaned it up, and it actually plays really well for how it visually looks. But nice. you just can't go wrong with that wonderful, like, yellow cover with her right. awesome <laughs> face on it. And Fist City is, like, one of her best songs, and I paid $2 for it, you know? Nice. So uh, at first, I was like, I could probably flip this one, but then I was like, oh, I love this record too much. <laughs> Yeah, I got to keep it. So and like this sounds so nerdy, but like I put in like the sleeve and everything. And I was like, wow, that, I was like, like showed it to Emily. I was like, look how cool this is. She's like, oh, that's a great one. So, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So I, I'm I'm keeping that one. Good old fashioned, like uh, classic country. You see around here, obviously a ton of country stuff, but it's always like greatest hits or like really like kind of out there. So to find like a really nice old, old Loretta Lynn record was really fun. So it's awesome. Yeah. Good work. Thank you. And I hate you for everything else you found in the store. Well, but, I know. I'm, I've, I've future episodes, I'll dive into that a little bit more. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like I said, we, you and I are like basically buying the same records at this point. So. <laughs> um, uh, and then, so finally on my list, um, something that I've come into liking very late in the game. Uh, Paul McCartney and Wings, Band on the Run. Yeah. Um, I have never been one for post Beatles, Beatles work. Okay. It's just not my thing. Uh, yeah. I have, I, I, I tickled the idea, if you will, <laughs> of, <laughs> of, the, like of the, like of Lennon's stuff, like at some point many years ago. Um, but still never like fully like fell in love with it. Um, Imagine, I thought it was great, but like, still, even that, I was like, yes, yeah, it's, it's great, but meh. Yeah. Um, and then like Wings was always like, do I like this? I'm not ever sure. And then like his like McCartney solo stuff was like, I don't know. Anyways, in the last like year or so, for some reason, like that whole like one two punch of band on the run and jet yeah like that's just like it's like how do you how do you not love that i mean it's it's so good and then the thing that really kicked me into gear on this record is uh let me roll it 
That song. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. song is great. Yeah, it, it really is. Such is. A great song with that yeah. crazy guitar. It's just like, why is that guitar keep happening? Yeah, I know. Um, and why is it so loud? But yeah. um, I read up, you know, more on the record and all that, and then it made me like it even more because it's like, you know, they went to they were going to go to Lagos and like have this lovely vacation while they make this record, and then like half the band quits like literally the night before and then they get there and like nigeria is in the middle of a civil war and (laughs) like tapes are stolen and there's like a whole like it's all this crazy stuff and then paul like winds up like playing most of the instruments himself and just like we got to do this record we're here now so here we go um which kind of gives it even more then you're like okay now i can hear all like why this doesn't sound like all the other wings records or whatever yeah. like doesn't sound so slick and it sounds like what it is like he was like all right my back's against the wall i gotta make this record because they've already spent all the money for it so let's yeah. go um but yeah love it uh this copy i got is super clean and super nice and it's one of those records that like you hear i've gotten a couple of these recently like that were from an era where vinyl was a thing that like makes you realize like the difference in listening to vinyl yeah <laughs> versus like listening to that same record on CD or streaming or whatever like it sounds like it's supposed to sound like just that warm noisy medium yeah <laughs> like it sounds like it's supposed to sound um i think another great example is uh born to run that record is like yep it doesn't sound great like it doesn't sound like this like i don't know like it doesn't sound louder than it's supposed to sound doesn't sound like it just hits all the right it's in its right box i guess but uh yeah anyways band on the run um i would rank post beatles for me uh in one to four, I would go George Harrison, McCartney, Lennon, Ringo. Yeah, I would say. Hey, and that's a long four down. Right. <laughs> I, 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 right. I would, and, and I should have said this, too. Since, since kind of falling for that record, like I've like now I, I gained a better appreciation for we'll say the the top three. <laughs> Because, like, Ringo stuff, I'm like, yeah, I don't, you don't really ever have to do a record. Yeah, I've just like, never really gotten into the Lennon stuff. But for me, it's just hard to beat. Like, the George Harrison's just on a sort of a spiritual level. It's hard to top. But Right. And I love that McCartney just kind of went, like, the thing that I think I sort of romanticize about McCartney is that here he is in the biggest band in the world. And he's kind of the first, maybe not the first one, but... I think maybe George Harrison came out with all things must pass first. I can't remember, but right. McCartney kind of comes out with Ram and McCartney two, like these really stripped down, like four track recordings. Like, yeah, that's like his first step back into after being in one of the big fans in the world. And I think I, I heard somewhere where John Lennon heard um, McCartney two. Um, what's the big hit on that one? The coming up song or whatever. Um, yeah. And like he heard that and that actually got him, 
he was so fascinated by the recording technique that he had done that like that got him wanting to like make music and kind of record more like to get back into it so right that was kind of cool considering they were known for being such a studio band you know so yeah and i've I've gotten into mind games that record that lynn record like that song especially like I'm like, man, that song is that song's a that's a really good song. <laughs> it's just yeah, like, yeah. just like, and that's the thing is like they they're really good songs on really great records, but you can you can tell like there are certain tracks on those records that like they were they were honing in on and like really spending some time with and like yeah. I'm gonna make this one like like even more than like you know like on like imagine. Like, even the title track is not the one. I think, like, Jealous Guy or something like that. Like, those are the ones where you can tell, like, he's like, man, I'm going to, like, spend some time, like, making this sound exactly like I want it to sound and, like, move exactly like it needs to move. And it's just really cool to hear that because you don't always get to hear that. And I feel like that's some of the nuance that you don't always get in today's. I'm going to sound like the old fogey in today's world of music. You don't always get that nuance, but you can blame the media, medium, like streaming or CD or whatever you're going to, as part of it too. I mean, I think it's just, it's just not made for it. (laughs) The, uh, the, let's see, the last, the last one on my list kind of has a story that goes along with it too. I was in Alabama Mm -hmm. over the holidays and I had to go out to the grocery store and as I was at the grocery store, I saw a sign for a thrift store <laughs> behind a warehouse. And I was like, oh, perfect. Went in there, walked around, couldn't find anything. And uh, so I asked the guy, I was like, do you have any records? He was like, oh, yeah. And he moves this sign. And then there was like a small rack of records behind there. But uh, for $3 there, I found uh, the Talking Heads more songs about buildings and food. Nice. And uh, the cover on it's a bit wabi-sabi beat up, but um, the yep. record plays great. So... I uh, was very, very excited to find that one just yep. in a rando store in Alabama. It's funny because he had priced some albums, you know, like through the roof, like weird right. stuff. You know what I mean? And right. I was like, what? And then that one was only three bucks. So I was like, perfect. So um, <laughs> I grabbed it and uh, very, very excited to add that one to the collection. I didn't have that one for some reason. So I, as of like, I think either yesterday or today, actually, I have, I have, most all of the the heads stuff on the way because i i didn't have i have i have stuff on cd but i never had it on record and that was definitely that was one i never even had on cd like i don't know why like i know it's weird i was always like oh i don't know if i should get this one like why would you not get that one it's like one of your favorite bands you moron but i'm always like i'm like yeah i'm gonna skip on this one like what (laughs) why would you skip on that one but (laughs) I did. Well, um, that's uh, that's our list for this week. I think that was a good a good little list. It was a good list. list. Yeah. Uh, cold down. I mean, I got two records in the mail today. So right. <laughs> well, yeah, I didn't even. Yeah, I didn't even go into. <laughs> uh, we still haven't even discovered or gone through my you discover madness. So. That's yeah. still sitting sitting on the shelf somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. Um, 
So one of the ideas that I thought would be fun to talk about um, on here, and you kind of just recently went this through this, yep. so I think it'd be fun to kind of probe your thoughts on it. And as people probably know, at least if they know me from listening to this, that I've got a bit of a vintage audio uh, bug about me, so I like to to buy it and fix it and sell it, and uh, if it's good enough, keep it. Um, although I'm getting running a little bit out of the space but uh um but i think i've seen a lot of people uh you know i think with record with vinyl resurgence i've seen a lot of people with um like crosley turntables and sort of the real real kind of like cheapo audio technica ones or whatever and right when you are kind of getting back into it you are like what should i buy and i was i enjoyed having the conversation with you because whatever i did was like well this is uh, a U-turn table would be great, and you're like awesome, and you got it. <laughs> and then I was like, right. well, and these speakers would be great, but they're about a hundred <laughs> bucks. And you're like, great, got it. I was like, whoa. And then you're like, do you have a receiver? I'm like, yeah, it's like a hundred, hundred twenty-five, whatever. You're like, great, I'll take it. Oh, yeah, great. And like, I think you put it together, and I mean, I mean, we were listening to it. I think at your house, it sounds right. sounds great. So, I mean, I don't know if it stresses you out, but I mean, I think you probably spent what like. 300 350 maybe for all that or was maybe. the table a little bit more like uh may that may have been that much because the speakers i found for way cheaper that's than right i think we both thought they were going to be that's right i think you i got found a, a really pair of them for like 75 bucks and they're like yeah. 110 usually or something like that yes so. yeah, yeah 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 so well, i think having that like uh kind of where i'm leading with all this is i think when you actually sit down and play a record on that, it's just a total game changer versus if you had gotten in like really, really, really cheap. You know what I mean? Right. So right. one of the things I, I really kind of want people to think about as they amass, I see people buying records a lot, but they're not always getting good gear to play it on. And that right. stresses me out. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know. You didn't really go from like a smaller system to like a bigger one necessarily, but no. um, I went from zero to a hundred. <laughs> yeah. But when you In did, but when you did, like you kind of really thought about it and like made right. the right investment in it. And uh, I mean, you can obviously go down, a, you know, and spend a lot of money yes. buying a million different things, but um but i don't know i thought we could kind of go back and forth a little bit I, I don't i don't know how much you want to add to this but um yeah. i mean i think for me it was and this is this goes back to even like i kind of approached it like i always approached buying drum equipment or right. guitar equipment like i always i always err on the side of uh options yeah <laughs> um so like when you mentioned the u-turn thing i'd already been peeking at them and like yeah. was already sort of leaning that way but then when you're like yeah i've got one of these at the office like it's really it's a really great deal for what you're gonna get and it's yep. a great great way to get in you know foot in the door kind of thing and then when i kind of looked and like oh later on if i want to like take this thing up a notch I can, you know, I can make the cartridge better. I can make the platter better. I can do this. I can do that. Yep. You can make it, you know, another, you know, I could add another 
$300 easy to this turntable even. And like now, now we're talking, you know, on a different plane, even than I am now. But, um, also one thing I know about me as much as I love listening to music, I am, I'm not always like, I just enjoy hearing it. So I'm not always like going to listen for every tiny little nuance that like something, you know, may or may not be bringing out, um, that's not like a, you know, and when I say that, I mean things that aren't like scratches and pops and clicks and all that. Like, I mean, yeah. like, you know, you get on these forums, people are like, well, the, the 10 K and the three sixty K and the, blah, 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 sure. you can't hear this. And you can't, it's like, yeah, you guys are talking on a level that like only a certain percentage of the entire listening public, even like registers exists. Right. Like, but that's the yeah. same with guitar gear, you know, like oh, people yeah. go on and on about amps and things. And, you know, it was only made this way for five months. And if you find one of those, you can get more mid range out of the beat. about it. You're like, yeah, I don't like what? Like, does it sound good? Well, and I think that that's what stresses people out about searching for how, you know, right. How do I buy a turntable or, or, or and <clears throat> especially I've noticed, um, I sold a turntable and a receiver to a guy recently. And, um, I mean, he's probably like 25. And he was like, um, this is awesome. He was like, how do I, how do I plug it all up? And I was like, oh, oh, okay. Like I'm in the trunk, you know, in the trunk, like, okay, well, the turntable wire goes here and the phono jack and you're going to make sure the ground wire is grounded. He's like, okay, cool. He's like, where do I put the speaker wire? Okay. So you're going to, you know, and like kind of had to show him how to hook it up because we've sort of skipped, you know, there's generations that kind of grew up without home stereos or their parents had one so they never really had to put one together and when they went to right. college me we both know because we were in a tiny dorm room together both with our own stereos right. trying to maneuver right. on those. So i never right. went to college without taking my stereo which is kind of funny to think about now in right. today's of music portability but um but you know so I think a lot of people like when they go online and they start searching they just get overwhelmed and stressed out i think that's why like those Crosley turntables, like the especially the suitcase looking ones are popular. Yeah. And so people kind of always ask me, well, why why shouldn't I get one? And really the short answer is those models don't so they have like a ceramic uh needle uh cartridge yeah. and they're not weighted properly. So they're actually pressing on the record that you're buying too hard. And the album doesn't fit totally on the platter. So the album is kind of wobbling. So you're getting this needle that's kind of pushing down in the grooves too hard to stay with it and actually play it. So first of all, first and foremost, you're sort of damaging those grooves much faster than you would if you were playing it with a balanced turntable. And then secondly, like those little speakers are just, they're just like tiny little tweeters. Do you know what I mean? Like there's no, you're not going to hear any bass. There's no. Yeah um there's no no woofer you know i mean there's there's nothing so it's really not that much different than kind of turning your phone on and like listening to something through your phone you know like right and and that's kind of why i've tried to kind of steer people away from those i mean if it's all you want that's fine i'm not here to be like a um you know a jerk about it but if you are really buying expensive records like through vinyl me please or something of that nature and really want to make sure that you're taking care of them 
you know, you definitely want to move on to kind of the next level up. Yes. And I feel like you, I feel like it's, it's sort of a, it's sort of a deal where like you, you can't, you can't really explain this to people who, you know, to the youngins, I guess, honestly, is who I'm speaking to, but like, there's a different, there's a different world now. And I think you mentioned a little bit of it, but there's a different world now where it's like, Oh, I can go to urban outfitters and buy the crossley turntable. that looks like a, you know, or, or target and buy a yeah. little crossley turntable and, and, yeah. and it looks like a suitcase and take it home or whatever. But there used to be a place and multiple places that were just stereo yeah. stores and yeah. you went in there and that's where you saw how things were put together and you saw and, and there were people to ask. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And now those people exist like you do on, you know, online or whatever. And, or that's, you know, the people who used to work at those places or the people who are just like, enthusiasts and are like cool i want to tell people about you know whatever whatever this thing that they want to find out about is and i think it would be a different thing if you know if those if those worlds still existed you know where it was like easy to like walk in and be like hey i have a question about you know whatever yeah isolating my speakers or whatever it is and like the person be like, yes, you want to do this or do that or blah, 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 or this is how far your speakers need to be away from this or, you know, whatever. Yep. Yep. Like, it's just a different, it's a different, and I don't know that, you know, it's going to, it's not going to change because vinyl has come back. Like, no, I mean, like you're not going to open a spate of new hi-fi yeah. record store. Record there's store. a lot of, there's a lot of record stores that have sort of started incorporating gear. And I think that's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Yes. Um, um, that I think that's always a good thing. Um, you know, the biggest question I always get is, uh, somebody will say, "It's like I want a turntable. Can you help me pick one out?" And I'm like, "Yeah, but like, do you know you have to have like speakers and a receiver?" And right. Like, what's a receiver? I'm like, okay. Right. So, I think one of the biggest sort of misconceptions is like you can just have the turntable. And yes, right. if you buy a certain model. Um, you can just have a turntable, but you've got to kind of buy the parts and supplies that go with it. So a lot of times people ask me what, you know, what kind of like that next step up. And I think that there's like, you know, even like from like a starter level, there's like any, there's like Sony, these really great, like Sony plastic turntables and they're like Sony and they always start like dash PSXL. Um, I think it's PSXL or PSLX, one of the two. And you can kind of search that and you get a bunch of models. The newest one I think that's on Amazon's like a hundred, 125 bucks maybe. And it, you can actually have USB where you could record yeah. your records if you wanted to. But those are like classic models that you can easily change, um, you know, the, the little needle out really easy. They're always easy to buy. They're not very expensive and very easy to use. And, a, and I believe those have built in preamps. So you could buy. Yeah. A set of powered speakers and just go directly into that turntable yeah. and uh and just use that um or you know what what i kind of tell people too is find a turntable like that and i think you could find them on ebay for like 50 bucks too you know what i mean and um if they have the preamp built in it then go looking on like it takes work you know what i mean but go look right. on like craigslist or facebook or something and like you'll see somebody selling like a 
just a black plastic receiver, you know, for like 40 bucks or 50 bucks or something. And you right. can pick that up and hook it up to a set of speakers and get that, that turntable going through there. And you will be amazed just at how that sounds right. versus kind of one of those <laughs> entry level turntables. And, it, you know, it it's hard to kind of explain just what it sounds like. But I remember when I like first got my Marantz, which is sort of a whole other level. But, right. you know, I, I had my old kind of like cheaper turntable through it and I played that through there and I was like, whoa, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. completely opened up and was just putting the power it really needed into the speakers. And, right. um, you know, and I was like, this is amazing. My records sound really, really great, you know? Right. Um, and so I kind of always tell people to get those. The next step up, I think, is the U-turn, which I think you can get for like... Uh, 150 200 shipped i think to you yeah i think mine was yeah because i didn't get anything added on my initial guy it was just the like i just got i just picked my color and said send it and i think it was one maybe like 185 after shipping like something like that i'm I'm on their website which is uturnaudio.com yeah and the basic one is 179 dollars yeah but but like you said and what i love about it is you can upgrade the platter you can upgrade the uh the cartridge which i'm kind of interested in doing yeah you put a q lever on there for your tone arm like you can do all the you can make it so much more than it is even when it comes and And they're cool because they also tell you, like, a like, you if you want the most obvious change in sound, do these things. Yeah. Before you do any of the stuff that we just told you about, like, don't mm-hmm. just buy this stuff from us because we're selling it. If you want major changes, you need to change these things first. Yeah, and it also comes with a balanced tone arm, so you, yes. you can literally put the belt on there, which is an easy video that shows you how to do it and yep. start, start playing and set the needle down and, and you are, yep. you are rocking. Um, you're rocking and rolling baby, but yeah, that's what, it, that's literally what I did. Yep. I mean, I would, and I would suggest you don't have to go get like, it's funny. I have like a Denon, like it's like a DRA six thirty five something, whatever. And it still has, it's a, just your regular boring looking black receiver. I yeah. think it's from the 90s, so it still has a phono input, and I was plugging it up and playing music through it, and it sounds great, you know what I mean? And, like, I mean, I, I don't need it, so I'm trying to sell it locally, so I am right. I put it up for, like, 80 bucks, you know? I'd probably take 60 or 70 for it, but, again, so you're talking, get a U-turn turntable, like, get that, and then go find, a, you know, an affordable pair of speakers you know, and you're, right. you're, it's $300 and people probably freak out about that. But the reality is, is like, it's kind of like a car, like you're going to pay, you know, 300 bucks for new tires or you're, you know, yeah. easily, or you're going to have to pay, you know, for, a, you know, oil change every once in a while, but that's kind of what keeps the, keeps it going, you know? And right. so getting that next best system, you feel like this is crazy. I'm spending $300, but like, once you get it going, you will just be blown away, and then you'll really, really enjoy sitting with your records and spending time with it, you know? Right. And, and then makes, from there, yeah. if you're like me, you just get sick, and you just keep adding and adding and adding and adding, and 
keep trying to find new things and, uh, you know, and, and, and mess around with it. And you can easily spend thousands of dollars, um, kind of building things out, but it's also like, I, I wrote an article once about like how to build a stereo system for like less than a thousand dollars. And it was a U-turn table. It was this NAD receiver, NAD, I would say NAD. And it's actually, it's smaller than like, (laughs) um, it looks like a modem actually that's how big yeah. it is and you can stream to it with bluetooth you can it's still got a phono input it, it's new and i think it was like four hundred dollars and then a pair of a uh, nice like elac speakers which is just one model up <coughs> from those pioneers that you bought i think right. they're 200 so you know that right there and and you're and you know you've got a great system i mean a thousand dollars stresses a lot of people out but you can kind of buy it as you go along and, and add to it and, <laughs> and, uh, and pick up things. I got those Elac speakers on a whim. Amazon, for some reason, marked them like 50% off one time or something. Yep. So I, I immediately grabbed them then and uh, have them in on one of my systems, and they sound amazing. So. Yeah, I think, uh, I think the only other thing I got was a CD player because I didn't have that either. Yeah. I'd, yeah. And I got that off. I got a, It was a TAC. And it was on Amazon for like one twenty, maybe one ten. Yeah, maybe? yeah. Something I like bet you bought the same one as my father in law did, which is awesome. Yeah, and it's a great. There's only a couple on there like that are available still. On my, yeah, he got that one, and it's a great. I mean, it has USB little port up front, and you can you can plug your iPod in and play through it for whatever streaming stuff you got, and like, I mean. It's it's kind of great. I mean, so here's my here's my other tip. So I've got kind of like three tips on like finding good like used gear. The first right. is to look on Facebook Market because a lot of people put that up. Now, if you're looking for vintage gear, unfortunately, you're going to be dealing with people that you know. It's like I go to an estate sale and people are like records are back, and there's all these ten dollar records that are worth a dollar each. You know, right? Kind of back to my previous rant from the the store or you know the the antique store I went to today or whatever, but yep. our vintage store. But um, so you got to kind of be a little bit careful because people tend to overcharge there, but it's really easy to just cross reference any of those on uh, eBay or, you know, even Etsy has like receivers you can buy in there or whatever. Um, yeah. But just kind of keep an eye out for like, you know, just, you know, type in like receiver and, you know, uh, just kind of start scrolling through them and it's easy to look at the model numbers and then, um, go kind of do some cross cross reference online and make sure it's not too, too overpriced. Um, the other would be obviously Craigslist. Um, those are always hit or miss though. You know, you never know what you're going to find on there. Um, and, uh, the third would be, what am I blanking? Oh, so the third is, uh, and people get a little sketched out of this, but like local pawn shops, (laughs) like I find stuff, there okay so one of the goodwills that i go to there's a pawn shop right next door so i always go in the goodwill and then i always stop in the pawn shop and usually i just walk <laughs> through and don't see anything but one time i found a, a marantz like sac uh one of those sacd cd players yeah. you know yeah uh i think for 25 dollars, and it had a remote attached to it and i got it home and i realized <laughs> that was not the right remote and i ended up selling the remote for 50 dollars. <laughs> so i was like oh i made money and got a cd player but they always have receivers and stuff in there. Um, yep. And usually I, I found that pawn shops will, 
negotiate with you a little bit. So yeah. I've often said like, ah, I know this says 50, like any way you could do 40, you know, and they'll, they'll usually do it. And most, most pawn shops will let you take it home. Like they'll give you like 24 hours. So you can take it home, plug it up, make sure everything works. And if not, like you can take it back. Um, right. I, at least I have found that to be the case, but I find good stuff like that. Um, in fact, those speakers that you have, you have the Andrew Jones pioneer yep. speakers, right? The little bookshelf yep. ones. There's a pair there that I just keep watching. Cause the other thing about pawn shops is they'll price it. Like, when they first get it and then they just have at least the one I go to has pricing underneath. So when it hits a certain date, the price drops. Yeah. And so there's a pair of those there that's down to $58. And then, Oh wow. Like in like, I think another month to go down to 52 and I think I'll probably jump <laughs> on them then at that point, you know, yeah. but I, I just like, I don't need them. So I just kind of keep waiting, but like I should go ahead and pick them up because like people ask me all the time that kind of help put, systems together and that would be a great right. as you know set of speakers yeah. to attach to some of those so yeah and i would also say i mean just from again this is another thing i learned from music equipment buying like don't like don't discount something that you maybe have never heard of or something that's not like a big name yeah. as like especially in like the vintage world, like, like even, even my receiver that, that you sold me, um, yeah. Harmon Carden. <clears throat> yeah. It was, you know, that was a, a new er name to me. I'd forgotten completely about those as receivers and as stereo equipment, but then you like, you read up and you're like, Oh, that's basically JBL. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then you're yeah. Like, Cause everyone's oh. bought each other. Yeah. Right, like that's that's legit, and then you like, then you start reading on forums about them. People are like, man, I swear about those things. Like, you know, like I've had, you know, crazy expensive receivers that went out of commission long before those guys did, and yep. like I could never say that they really sounded that much better. You know, yeah. So it's like, and that's the little. Is that like the little three thirty? <clears throat> the one that I sold you, like Harman Kardon three thirty. Yeah, three thirty A. Yeah. Yeah, the ace. Yeah. I love that one because it's black and it has the green lights, right? Like I know. It's, it's so good. Just the coolest looking <clears throat> of all of them. Every time I post that I've I've worked on two of those. And mm -hmm. both times I've ever posted working on them, as soon as I post about it, people are like, I have to have that. And I'm like, I mean, <laughs> out of the blue. I'm like, who I even know what you know, they're just like that's right. so cool looking, you know what I mean? So yeah, and that little sucker sounds great. Yes, it sounds really good like i was playing music on it at a volume that was unhealthy today and <laughs> it was it was great i mean i a newly acquired once again a newly acquired talking heads uh it was uh little creatures <clears throat> yeah. which is yeah, yeah. which is a great record and and one that i had kind of overlooked as like later talking heads or whatever but like got a cheap copy of it and uh threw it on today First off, that record just sounds like, like wow! It just kind of jumps off the record, like it just yeah. mixed really well. But like yeah. through that, through my whole world, I was like, wow, that is yep. that sounds so good. So there's a and speaking of like not knowing names, like there's a like I'm working on this one right now. It's a Sherwood, and so there's like mm -hmm. this Sherwood 
7100 <clears throat> unit so like yep. if there's i think i've got the 7200 i'm working on right now but i've fixed two 7100s before yeah. and people are like in absolute love with those units because they sort of have like this it's kind of hard to explain it's really warm it's almost like a tube like sound yeah. to them even though they're just kind of these small little you know uh transistor you know obviously not tubes but they just have a great great sound of them and like people are obsessed with them so yep. i you know I, and i paid 40 bucks for that one and it's it needed some work and i think i'm almost done with fixing that one up but like you know when <clears throat> even when i listen to stuff on that one i'm like wow you know i'm kind of completely blown away by how even right. that one sounds you know so i think my grandmother had a she either had a kenwood or a sherwood yeah yeah and I was like old like everything everything like silver yeah <laughs> but it also with the green lights <laughs> so and then yeah i've, I've got like, kind of like one more story and then i'll kind of wrap all this up yeah, but like a uh, guy recently, Emily at her school, her of uh, a mom there was like, "Does your husband like work on gear?" She's like, "Yeah." She was like, "My husband has having an issue with his turntable and like blah, blah blah." So I said, "Just email me." So he sends me an email, and he's got this really great like eight hundred dollar turntable that he bought. It's a vintage one. He bought it for like twenty bucks. I think he ended up telling me oh, at a. Wow garage sale years ago in california and um and so you know he he lists all the issues with it you know he's like it's buzzing real bad um i don't know if i should get a new cartridge the needle what you know whatever and so i just sent him back like all these checkpoints you know so it's like when you've got a turntable buzzing it's like well you know what's it hooked to what kind of receiver are you using you know right uh you know have you checked the cables whatever <laughs> he was right. hilarious he got back to me and he was like yeah so this is an avr receiver and amp. so i didn't really know where to put the ground cable it's sort of just shoved into the into like the top grate you know and then oh you know what funny the rca cables have kind of melted over the years and so he had the, like this list and so i'm like okay well first start here like definitely yeah. ground it to the preamp not to that get new cables because these are cables that are easy to pull in and out of the table you know yeah and i'm like try to hook up these things and i didn't hear from a couple of days but emily said that the mom came up to me and was like i don't know what your husband did but my husband is in this turntable rabbit hole right now now and i was like oh my gosh i was like he doesn't need to get a new one he just needs to fix a couple things well right about three days later i get this email from him and it, it says by step what he did and he had like i mean he got he like went he he went way down like he rebalanced the tone arm he got like oh, a better wow. set of rca cables <clears throat> he, he like figured out the grounding and he was just after he did all these steps and then he was like this thing sounds amazing. You know what I mean? He was like, my records have never sounded so good. He was like, I had no idea what this table could do. And like a right. little thing, like when he took the platter off, there was actually a compartment underneath where it stole stored the oil and it still had the oil in it. Like oh, he had wow. never, never even knew about it. So, you know, he put a, put just a little drop of that on the spindle, you know, like little things, just like a car, you know, like kind yeah. of got to get it going again. And he was like, I can't wait to go buy more records and like, listen to that, you know, listen to them on this, with this new setup. And he was like, and I still got to kind of finish a couple other things on it. So, you know, all that to say that I think so many people are blown away because they're used to listening to stuff on a phone that even sort of a very low end turntable, it just sounds different. So they think it sounds right. cool. 
But man, right. when you graduate up to that decent setup, all of a sudden it's just like a whole new. You can right. hear bass. You can hear. You will hear instruments that you've never heard before. Yes. In streaming, where they're sort of squashing the top end and the low end, you're just getting the mids, you know? Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> you know, I know a lot of people don't like the idea of spending a couple hundred bucks on stuff, but if you're kind of diligent, keep an eye out. You know, if you're good at sort of like shopping, you know, and, you know, maybe hitting up a thrift store every once in a while or whatnot, like you'll be surprised what you can find and, uh, and put together, a, you know, a decent little system to start with. It'll be, it'll be definitely better in a Crosley and then, Next thing you know, uh, you may want to graduate up a little bit and have something that sounds really, really great, you know? Yeah. And I would also like to say that <clears throat> I know that this probably comes up a lot for folks, but like the difference between you kind of hit on this where like your streaming world, one of the reasons this all sounds better is because your streaming world is squashing everything into yep. like a very small bandwidth of yep of frequencies that you're hearing cds did this too but to a lesser extent yeah and then vinyl did it the least yeah um if if at all if in its in its in its uh ideal state it does it as little as possible and that's you get the least that's what everybody says that's what they call compression so yep um for anybody who's like if anybody's listening to this who is like what why why does it matter still you are actually hearing things on vinyl including noise it's true because some people yeah. say well all you're really hearing is the the hiss or whatever it's like yeah yeah, yeah. you're gonna hear there there is some of that because you know records being made in an analog format have yeah. some inherent imperfections and noises and things well, there's actual physical contact between the right. stylus and the groove, <clears throat> and and yeah, and some of that, <clears throat> all of that translates to what you hear. So yes, when when you you put a record on and you put a needle down, you're gonna hear that, yep. uh, and you're not gonna hear a laser across the CD, no. Yeah, but you are gonna give up some of the fidelity of hearing the entire stereo picture. So I agree. I mean, I, I have, I went through a streaming phase where I actually thought my, I had damaged my hearing because you know, when streaming came along, I was like, I've got all the time to discover new music. And then I would just be like, I'm going to listen to Archer's a loaf. (laughs) Right. (laughs) For the hundredth million time. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I can't even get out of a, but, um, you know, so, and I'm listening to these records and I'm like, man, I got to turn this way up. You know, like, right. that, man, my hearing is shot. And then I remember I had a CD and I like put the CD in my car and I was like, oh, duh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, this is so I've got loud. an actual source. Yeah, <laughs> I can hear everything. I'm not trying to stream Bluetooth right. from my phone, you know, through the air into my, you know, stereo and then boost the signal from there, you know, right. through a tiny DAC chip and an iPhone. It's not <laughs> even that, you know, I, I wish I had, <clears throat> I do wish that sometimes I, I, I do think it'd be fun to get real nerdy on, you know, having an expensive DAC, you know, and like, yeah. uh, you know, really take trying to take streaming to kind of a whole new level. Um, right. And really, you know, with really expensive chips. And I mean, you can spend thousands of dollars on a machine that will take the digital file and try to, you know, there's MQA now where they've 
they're folding files. And so like as the right. player, it unfolds it so you can <clears throat> supposedly hear more of what it sounded like at the moment it was recorded. And it's a whole new like audio file rage or whatever. But I think that would be kind of fun to dabble in, but they're just all that stuff's way too expensive right now. And I'm too busy. Right. We, we well know every week spending money on records to, <laughs> right. to go down that rabbit hole. But right. Um, but yeah, um, that's uh that's that's kind of my uh, my my stereo thing. Yeah, I mean, I think it's you know, again, you you are gonna have to spend some money. That's yeah. true. Um, and if you, you know, if you are going off to college or something like that, and you like have very little of that to spend, then yes, maybe you do need to get a crossley. But if you do that, <laughs> there are other ways to make it sound better and yeah know that you're also going to probably be hurting your records so yeah i mean if you're gonna i don't know what a crosley cost you like i don't actually 60 or 70 bucks i don't know yeah i I would suggest saving you know investing maybe double that and looking to find um a uh like one of those sony models that i mentioned earlier the PSLX. And it's going to have a built-in preamp, so you don't have to have a receiver. You can switch right. that over to the preamp and buy a little set of powered speakers, which they range anywhere from $100 on Amazon and up. And then you just plug it that turntable right into those speakers and then yep. do that. That's going to it's gonna save the wear and tear on your records much yep. more than a Crosley will. And, uh, and if and when you want to upgrade, you don't have to start all over. You just need to add a receiver and right. a better set of speakers, and then you're really, really <clears throat> off and running, you know? Right. So. Which, most of the time, like you also mentioned, most of the time, your local record store is now dabbling at least somewhat in gear yeah. as well. And most everybody who's working at that record store is more than happy to, like, talk to you about things you should get versus not get, or depending on where you are right now or where your budget's at or that kind of thing, like steering you in a good direction yeah my only advice is if you go in the record store they usually have audio technica models to sell still in the box and those are fine just don't go with the cheap 60s it's like lp60 or something those are so they're so plastic and i've actually taken one apart that you can't repair them like if it breaks and it will because it's plastic (laughs) um, uh, eventually if you especially if you play it a lot it's gonna break um, you, you almost, you just have to send it back to them, like, and they'll give yeah. you kind of like a partial refund, whatever. Like, it's just not, it, the warranty's not that long. I mean, it's just, not, if you, if you spend about a hundred dollars more, I think you can get their LP 120, which right. is, it almost kind of looks like an old school, um, like techniques. It's got like a bigger bottom. It's got a, a pitch on it and a start stop. And, um, it looks more like a DJ model, but that is a really good turntable that I've, right dj'd with and it, it may be closer to like two hundred dollars i think but again <clears throat> yeah, so that's the other one much. you it, uh, recommended for me yeah 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 it's just you, you know you're gonna get your money's worth and it's gonna last you a lot longer so instead right. of buying a cheap one and it breaking and then you go having to buy another one just go ahead and put that money in a, a good one and and get the and, and get a a model that's going to last you for four much, much longer. So. Right. Bingo. All right, I'm off my soapbox. 
It's all right. It's a good soapbox. <laughs> you've done. You've done good work. So, um, are you are you going shopping tomorrow? Even though you're froggy. Uh, no, I'm going fishing tomorrow. <laughs> oh, oh, that'll be fun. That's uh, good. That's probably did, better use of your time. I did any any shopping I did was done via a Computron. So I ordered, yeah, I ordered stuff, but um, we, uh, yeah, next week I'll have to kind of go through some of the stuff I found last weekend. It was pretty fun, fun yeah. weekend. I've been, I've been, what I've been trying to do now is, I know everybody always says this, but take a little, little breather and actually yeah. like listen to all the, <laughs> yeah, I know. The, it's like one of those things where you, you backlog things and you're like, oh my gosh, like I have, yep. you start looking through, your collection you're like wait when did i get that <laughs> I know, like, oh I, I didn't know i had that yep yep <clears throat> and so i've been like diligently like all right tonight or today like you know my off days like after everybody's gone to school and work or whatever i'll just yep. like make some coffee and sit and, and yep. listen so that's the way to do it. I, my yeah. listening time has gotten, it, it gets eaten into because when I'm buying things to sell from thrift stores or whatever, I right. just got to kind of give them a listen to make sure they don't sound too, too awful or how to grade them before I sell them. So a lot of times right. I just got me a example this weekend was Hank Williams Jr. playing, you know, <laughs> <laughs> instead of, uh, you know, some, some great, great thing I picked up, but, um, right. But yeah, I uh, I don't think I'll probably be hitting up anything um, uh, this week. But uh, this weekend, maybe hopefully I'll get back out. So I need to yeah. kind of I need to sell some stuff. To be honest, I've I've like gotten a bunch of stuff listed, and uh, uh, I feel good about some of the stuff. But man, I I could really use somebody to to buy a few, and then I got a little bit of cash to go back out and start looking right. for myself. So nice. Nice. All right, buddy. Well, um, then I guess I won't be getting any text or any uh, record text tomorrow. Just maybe some fish texts. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Here's a nice fish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm avoiding here's, all fish jokes right now in the musical yes. sense. I'm not gonna here's a nice bad. fish. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right, man. Well, uh, this was fun, and yeah, man. Uh, we will do it again next week. All right, brother. All right, bye. 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 Stop.